So to cease to be, while this statement resonates to many as something that is poetic, this conception of photography reveals something more substantial and perhaps existential about our experience of the world, especially when viewed through the lens of phenomenology. So tonight, we shall endeavor to view photography in a philosophical manner, and as our guest puts it, inquire into how photography and photographs shape our contemporary human experience. So uh, thank you for joining us tonight for episode five of the Marites uh, Talks, Quentun Sessions on Philippine Photography, entitled Philosophy of Photography, A New Way of Seeing. Tonight, we have Dr. Ramon Barbasa. Associate Professor and former Chair of the Department of Philosophy, School of Humanities of the Ateneo de Manila University. Uh, and perhaps, no, Docs, we should add the label photographer in the introduction. So later, I'll ask you about it. Okay, so some ano lang, uh, house rules. Yeah, so some house rules lang and some reminders. So this is a recorded Zoom session. You will be prompted by Zoom for your consent in the recording of the, this material. Number two, the recording shall be uploaded to Photography Chismis PH and its various platforms, such as, but is not limit, limited to Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify for educational purposes in the aim of contributing to the discourse of photography in the Philippines. So that's a mouthful. No? Uh, this episode of, of the Quentuan session shall not be monetized. So derived knowledge from this program should be cited accordingly based on the conventions and laws on intellectual property in the Philippines as applicable. And then lastly, this Quentuan session is an informal discussion and is not a lecture. Uh, comments and questions shall be recognized accordingly by the host and moderator as applicable. So we will uh, dedicate time later. We'll open the floor for questions. But since medyo iba sa inyo, baka kating-kating na mag-ask, you can put it in the chat box na. Yeah, and so a little bit of plugging. So Photography Chismis is on Spotify. It's on YouTube. And it's uh, recently, we're, we're now available in Apple Podcast. So it's sa mga ano, Apple users. So so to start with, Doc, so may I ask, so how did you get into photography? And in extension, so why do we, why, why stretch the discussion of photography into the domain of philosophy? Okay, so, uh, good evening. Uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, I'm, we're looking at the, the list of guests, so we're wondering whether we should speak in Filipino or English because uh, I had friends from, let's say, Finland who asked uh, whether she could promote. No? So in that case, uh, we will be forced to speak in English. But I, I think as of now, we're all uh able to understand filipino and yes. so so we'll we'll probably be switching now code switching now mm. yeah so uh good evening everyone thank you for joining us uh i'm sure uh it's saturday no saturday nights uh, would probably be better spent uh doing something else rather than doing philosophy you know um, like uh you know, sleeping and watching Netflix. Stuff. So thank you. You're here. That means you're interested. And uh, thank you also to Tony no, for uh, inviting me. And I was, uh, Tony and I, we haven't really met uh, in person yet. No? So this is the age of online uh, uh, interaction. So I just got a message from him and he invited me. And yeah, and um, I thought it's a good thing, so I said yes. So here we are, and I suppose you're here, either because you're interested in photography in, in itself, or um, 
philosophy na, from more from the philosophical perspective or even both na. so we'll see so late as tony said no later on we'll have a chance to uh you know hear from you also so yeah if i remember the qu two questions of tony so first how did i get into photography well i think like most of us you know i i got hold of a camera in the 80s i was in college you know, and uh, i still remember what what camera that was it's a it was a canon av1 you know? uh, i think it's an entry-level camera with a kit lens 50 millimeter 1.8 and uh, the only reason why we were able to my family was able to buy that because uh, my father won uh, in a lottery you know in a, uh, a car lottery you know uh, and we sold the car and the proceeds you know so we were we had some money you know so extra a little extra so my brother and i bought the camera in i still remember in farmers cobal no? uh and since then i i was so fascinated with you know uh photography and what it can do the images you know uh is it something i couldn't explain but to, uh, to cut the long story short i i uh i kept the interest no it, it never it left me so up to now so yeah so maybe 40 years now right and uh, my second question, why stretch photography to the realm of, of philosophy, right, Tony? Did, yeah, uh, well, um, as it happens in, in, I suppose, in most universities, it, it's not really the university that decides. Now it's usually the individual professors who propose uh, new courses and they may or may not get approved. No? So actually this has been in my mind for a number of years now. And, you know, there's a lot of process. There's, there's a, a whole process to go through, paperwork. So it took me some time before this finally got approved. No? And in fact, I had to make uh, several revisions no? uh, because of course there's a standards committee, you know, not all proposals can be accepted. Uh, uh, so, but luckily they they uh, approved of my proposal. And and what I had in mind is simply and why philosophy because uh, I, I don't think it's difficult to realize to recognize that photographs are 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 really especially in our time now are really uh, a part a constant uh, a part of our daily existence. Now we. We either produce or consume photographs, as it were, right? We take photos and we look at them. So as we can say, we 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 constantly produce and consume. No, if we if we use the economic language, no. Uh, so, and and as a philosopher, we we always uh, are on the lookout for in uh, human experience. No? Uh, since it's now a, a very common part of human experience, there might be something in it right now. The, what does it mean for us to be consuming images no? uh, in, 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 at a rate that has never been, that has not been or had not been before imagined uh, before the digital age right now? Now it's so normal, but this, is, this would be mind-blowing you know, like 20, 30, 40 years ago. So yun lang, no? uh, uh, is is our existence changed by the fact that it's it is uh, 
that we have photographs everywhere, that we look at them uh, often and we make them, right? So, uh, yeah, initially, uh, yun muna, no? na mention po kanina no and also in our in our preliminary uh, conversations we see some uh, teachers and, and instructors integrating philosophical dimension to their teachings no for for Benil, so we're the only uh, college in the Philippines who has a dedicated AB photography program so it's not under fine arts it's not under communication arts uh, so ano siya, it's a dedicated photography photography program. So some of our lecture classes, the the philosophical aspect and also the theory are integrated. However, when I saw your post na shinery ni VJ, so VJ is a co-faculty sa sa Binil. And when he shared it to me, I was building my to yung ituturo ko for photography trends. And in the West, back in 2010, they already had a dedicated academic journal about the philosophy of photography. Sa UK, meron na talaga. You know, I saw your post. And then I realized ko, finally meron na parang institutionalized. Given that, no, so as an academic institution, what does Ateneo aim in giving a dedicated uh, subject for philosophy of photography? Okay. Uh, so uh, as I've said earlier, it, it really doesn't work, at least in the Ateneo, no? it doesn't work uh, like, Top bottom, no? it's it's not as if the administrators decide. Oh, we need a, a course philosophy of photography, and let's look for a professor who can who can offer it. No, but it's very it's really the professor's initiative. Now we we are encouraged actually by the the university to come up with new courses uh, regularly, no? like every three five years. No? Uh, so before I've 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 come up with I've introduced in the Ateneo de Manila University philosophy of technology, philosophy of the city, and now it's philosophy of uh, photography. Yeah. Uh, so, so in response to your question, what's in the mind of, of what what's in it now? Why did the university introduce? So again, it's not the university as an institution, no? but individual professors, but. Uh, to some, uh, in some way, that is also correct. No, the fact that my proposal went through, you know, a review process by the standards committee, by the curriculum committee. Sorry, not the standards, but the curriculum committee. And in fact, we had, you know, a series of um, questions and and revisions to do to work on. And finally, it was approved. So. I think what's behind that is, first of all, being a Jesuit university, you know, and, and I th maybe the Jesuit spirituality has something to do with that, you know, that, you know, there is not, there's no, there's no part in the human experience that is not worthy of reflection. You know? uh, uh, if we put it in a more spiritual, in, in, more, in, in more spiritual terms, you know, finding God in all things, you know? Uh, but we don't have to believe in God. No, we don't have to be religious to 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 understand an openness to every facet of the human experience. No? Uh, I can be an atheist and still be um, appreciative of of every aspect of human existence. And as I've said, no, uh, I don't think uh, I don't think it's difficult to recognize to to see that our time now is is. Is 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 flooded with photographic images. No, uh, photographs is uh, photographs are so much a part of 
our lives. So it deserves, you know, uh, it deserves uh, reflection. Right? It deserves philosophical inquiry. You know? So there, you know? uh, and we'll see. You know? uh, uh, if if uh, if it if it goes as planned, then this my my course will be launched uh, next school year. No? Yeah. So that's in August, no? I no, no next school year or? Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. No, it should be in August. Obviously, the the next next uh, academic year, no? unless they change their mind. But that's that's the last thing I heard from the administrators. No? Uh, and when we were discussing this, no, I'm curious on on how it's going to be framed. Pero since obviously it's uh, under the philosophy department, and uh, when we were discussing, we were, you were saying that it's going to be framed under the lens. Yeah, within, para, para photographic yung mga metaphors natin, within the lens of phenomenology. No? So, curious, curious ako dun because uh, how photography has been taught, or, or at least in general, in, in Philippine universities, has always been in the you know, in the realm of communication arts, fine arts. In, in our case, it's it's called the School of New Media, Media Arts. And then you have commercial arts in, in, in the LSU. The marketing students and advertising students, they're being taught photography in the commercial arts naman. So given those parang traditional, quote-unquote traditional framing of, of how photography is being taught, how different would this discussion be, especially that you specifically mentioned it's using phenomenology and more specifically Heideggerian phenomenology? Yeah, okay. So, well, the, the, the easiest answer to that is because I, I, I worked on Heidegger for my, for my PhD in Munich, you know, and uh, I'm still, I'm not over. <laughs> Uh, I'm not over Heidegger, no? so uh, it's just, just his 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 body of work is just immense, you know? and his and his thinking um, uh, continues to shape no? uh, the intellectual world. No? And um, but even setting aside Heidegger and no? the philosophy, no? I think everyone has heard of the famous line from uh, from Socrates, no? Socrates uh, hi, slash Plato, no? an unexamined life is not worth living. No? Uh, so, applying it to photography, an unexamined uh, photographic uh, life is not worth engaging in. Uh, we might say, you know? um, so what 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 makes this philosophy of photography and not just a photography class? You know, uh, well, the thing with photography is, and and to I think to uh, to the uh, consternation or what annoys other people you now outside philosophy, you know, you can you can fill in the blanks philosophy of X. You know? And as I've said, I've, I've, I've offered philosophy of death, you know? philosophy of death one summer. I've been teaching philosophy of the city, uh, philosophy of technology. It can be anything, uh, philosophy of X. You know? um, I think it, it, come, it, it belongs to the nature of philosophy to, to be asking questions you know? uh, more, than, more than finding answers. You know? uh so so that's this that's the the part of philosophy because we can we can go on with our lives uh taking photographs uh consuming them you know, looking at them but without without asking ourselves you know, what happens to a life that is or maybe to begin with 
do photographs shape our lives? In what way? You know, uh, is my eating habit uh, are my eating habits now changed because I need to take a photograph first and 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 imagine how they will be posted in in Instagram? You know, is in and you know that's just one example. You know. Uh, when when we travel, no, we we already have preconceived ideas of what sort of uh, images we'd like to to share right to share right away. No, so and, and even that, no, uh, it, you can see, no, that that our we're behaving differently no? uh, because of uh, the way photography is being done. No? We're, we're behaving differently. We're experiencing things differently. And I think that deserves some examination. No? So that's the side of, of, of philosophy. No? Now the side of photography. You know, uh, I always like to go back to the original meaning. No? And, and, uh, and, and Heidegger also uh, used to do that, not to, to look at the original. And we, we all know no? photos and, and graphene, no? writing light, the writing no? to write uh, with light now to write through light now so it's 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 really a writing and it's really um an uh, an encounter with light now so photography really is 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 uh, an experience of the way light and of course when you speak of light there there's light and shadow right so um every every image is a play of light and shadow no? And and to link it with Heidegger now, and Heidegger linking it with the pre-Socratics, uh, meaning the philosophers before Socrates, you know, like uh, Heraclitus, you know, uh, the the ancient Greek experience of the play between concealment and unconcealment. No? You look at an image, no? and it can be a photograph, it can be a painting, it can be a sculpture. And there will always be something that's hidden. You know? And because there's, some, there's always something hidden, then there's always something also that's being revealed. You know? And I think that's the power of, of photographs. You know? But as I've said, anything, even a song, you, know, you can, a song is never exhausted. You know? uh, a symphony, a poem. You know? So this is really, um, Photography is just one way, you know, but it's a special way, and it deserves, I think, uh, a special uh, philosophic uh, inquiry. Yeah. Sorry, I, yung, ano, I keep talking. And okay, lang dog, okay, lang dog. Ano kaya sa isip ko is, I had to research yeah. about what makes Heideggerian phenomenology different. Since you mentioned the light, I also have came across secondary sources that they were commenting that as a metaphor, that the light allows the being to achieve authenticity. How is that made external or made visual? Because one of the difference with, with photography and other experiences is that it, it's visual. So there's a visual phenomena. Yeah. Uh, so if I can go back to the, I think the first part of the question, uh, what, what's, what's distinct or special with the Heideggerian phenomenology? You know? uh, the word phenomenology has been used by many philosophers. Uh, Heidegger certainly wasn't the first one. Uh, even way back to Hegel, Hegel, one of his uh, major works is Phenomenology of the Spirit. No? And uh, you mentioned Husserl. No? So it, it, 
the word phenomenal has been used by different thinkers in different ways now. Uh, but I'm 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 more familiar with with Heidegger and phenomenology, as I said, because that's what I worked on uh, for my uh, doctorate now. And I'm 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 endlessly, I'm infinitely amazed by uh, and awed by the by Heidegger's understanding of phenomenology as, and uh, I'll try to say it uh, uh, the best I could uh, in, in my memory, from my memory, you know, in Being and Time, he says, the uh, phenomenology is apophinestaita phenomena. So he quotes, uh, he uses uh, Greek, you know, and then the, the English translation, to let what shows itself be seen from itself, just as it shows itself from itself. And I'm, 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 as I've said, I'm, I'm endlessly um, awed uh, by that understanding. If you, if you read it, it's a very simple sentence. Phenomenology is to let what shows itself be seen from itself, just as it shows itself from itself. Now, if you think it's philosophy, it's phenomenology, and the, the, the stereotypical understanding of philosophy has to do with thinking. But that definition has not a single word about thinking. To do phenomenology is not primarily to think. It's not even primarily to see. The, 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 the work of phenomenology is the work of liberation, the work of letting. Yeah, the first two, the, the first word is let. It's a letting. It's not a seeing, but a letting be seen. Uh, so, uh, and and this this brings us to the very very difficult philosophical question of human agency. No? Am I am I the one? Am I the one making it, or am I just participating in? In the self-showing of, of things, of beings, no? in, in, in their in their richness, no? in, in their in, in their breadth and depth, no? in, in their profundity or simplicity, whatever. No? Uh, so, in other words, hindi ko pinapangunahan. No? I, I don't preempt whatever it is that is before me. No? Um, so uh, I think no. Uh, uh, if you're a photographer you know, and, and you, you're proceeding from that stance towards beings, you know, you're not out there to capture. You know? You're not out there to, 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 to control them, you know? to, 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 uh, you know, to manipulate their representation. But, but you, be, you, you, you open yourself you know, to the phenomenon before you. And, and what you do is to let it be seen. You know? On its own terms, no? not on your own terms. Kaya nga, the, the definition to let what shows itself be seen from itself just as it shows itself from itself. No? And it's not an, an easy thing to do. No? Uh, so I, I, in a way, uh, a photographer proceeding from that stance is, is profoundly respectful no? of what it is for you that in 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 your in your act of uh, photography or taking photographs, no? you are letting be seen. No? Uh, so you're you're not really the 
whether in, in philosophy or photography in arts or science, we're, we are really merely responding to something bigger than us. <laughs> yeah. I give the example of uh, uh, Charles Darwin. Of course, Charles Darwin was the one who, who planned his extremely difficult and, and, and uh, astonishing uh, expedition, scientific expedition to the Galapagos, right? No, he planned it. And that wasn't easy in his time, you know, taking a ship to a distant land. Uh, sure, he, he was in control of the, of the expedition. He planned it, he, he, he designed it, right? But deep down, Charles Darwin was merely reacting to something. He, he was responding to something that struck him. That wasn't him. He couldn't sleep until he, he gets the expedition done. But I think deep down he knew uh, it wasn't him primarily. Something was, was speaking to him powerfully that he had to do what he had to do when he, when he embarked on that expedition. And I think the same with artists, musicians. No? Uh, we hear musicians walking in the forest to be inspired. You know, what, how else do we explain Vivaldi composing uh, Quattro Stagioni, the Four Seasons, if he were not struck by the, by the, the power and the beauty of the change of seasons? No? And I think that's the same with photography. No? Uh, or any visual art for that. I, I, I have a, uh, an artist friend from Spain and uh, she says that the term now is, is really uh, lens-based art. No? She calls herself a lens-based artist no? because it's, you, we blur the distinction now between still photography and, and, and film, right? Uh, because if you look at Ak Akira Kurosawa, for instance, uh, or even uh, Tarkovsky, right? No? They had stills, no. They had uh, still images in their minds before they they uh, did their movies, their films. No? So when we speak of photography, uh, it's not as as fixed, no. But yeah, that's what. Um... Yep. Sorry, yep. I've, I've spoken a lot. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. My takeaway here is that when you look at photography in the phenomenological lens it points towards a certain state of humility and awe. I do not know if I'm, if I'm reading it correctly, but there's always a certain awe in the sense that if to let go is really to let go of agency. Eh, parang it's paradoxical that to let go is to not impose, and yet by not imposing, you are still acting as an agent. It humbles a photographer Whatever you have been preconceived to believe, lalo na, for example, for me, prior to this, the live uh, recording, I had so many questions because I was telling you that, Adok, I'm having a hard time uh, reconciling the, the training that I had in communication arts. In a way, our training is deconstruction and language-based, how, how language uh, shapes or language being the primary source of reality and not necessarily the consciousness. Yun yung conflict. When we look at images, the first thing to do as a communication arts uh, graduate is to analyze. <laughs> so and and to break it down. So the signification for us, there is already a parang a tendency 
to break down what is instead of us letting it be it. So kaya when you specifically mentioned uh, Heideggerian phenomenology, ah, how do I reconcile the systems that has been built in my head and in my consciousness in a way because of my education, the, the presentness, the being there of myself right now, ingrained in it is deconstructive. So parang I'm, I'm curious if, if a deconstructivist response to my encounter to the world, can that be accommodated within the, the system that Heidegger has built for his philosophy? Yeah, in terms of the, you mentioned being unseashed, the thing in itself, no? and, and maybe that's a good way to, to um, distinguish you know, Heideggerian phenomenology. You know? um, Heidegger is anti-Plato. Anti mm. <laughs> um, I remember my mentor in Munich, uh, the late uh, Professor Gerd Hefner, a Jesuit uh, Heideggerian philosopher, you know, and he was telling me one, one day that if there's one philosopher whom Heidegger hated the most, it was Plato. You know? But you know, in philosophy, this, this just means you know, um, like a lover's quarrel. You know? In fact, the, the first Praise of being in time, uh, Heidegger quotes uh, Plato. No? Uh, but what is meant by that is, is a philosophical stance. No? Uh, those of you who have read Plato, no? uh, you're familiar that uh, you know, uh, the dualism in Plato, no? the, the, the realm of the sensible and the realm of the intelligible, the intelligible realm and the sensible realm. No? And you, you must have heard of the allegory of the caves, you know, prisoners were chained deep in a cave and all they could see were shadows, right? Uh, it's a powerful allegory. No? Uh, and, and of course, at the, at the end of it, Plato is telling us that the shadows, of course, are not the real thing. Uh, the real thing is, 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 is idea, not form. And for as long as we are uh, on earth no, in our human bodies we have no we only have glimpses of uh, you might say you know like cheap imitations uh, second rate copies you know so let's say uh, a photograph would be like a, a, the tree itself this I'm speaking so this might be no, uh, a cost for nosebleed for for our for our uh, those of or have joined us uh, tonight, no? uh, what makes a tree a tree is is not itself a tree, right? What makes a horse a horse? It's not itself a horse. No? For Plato, it would be uh, an an eternal form force. No? Like things that are beautiful are beautiful because they take they participate in the ideal of uh, beauty. Even Imelda would would. That's that's the true, the good, and the beautiful. No wonder if she read Plato. <laughs> uh, so uh, so there, no? uh, there is the eternal, unchanging forms, true, good, beautiful, and so on and so forth. And what we experience here in the sensible world, that is to say, when we're still trapped in our human bodies, no? are just um you know, second rate or cheap imitations, as it were. I'm uh, just speaking in vulgar language. No? Uh, so there's a split. No? 
and, and you know that has immense consequence no and like christianity for the longest time for for one was uh, heavily influenced by uh, platonism no? so we look down on the body as dirty we look down on the earth as dirty right no? we try to you know flagellate ourselves the body is sinful and dirty you know and 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 that goes all the way to kant no? uh, kant will say that you know, because you mentioned Tony no, earlier, that's being unseach, the thing in itself. We, uh, following Kant, we have no access to the thing in itself. No? All we have, all we can see are, are appearances. So that's from Plato all the way to Descartes, to Kant, no? uh, and then Hegel. No? Now Heidegger is radically different in that he's saying, you know, this thing and sish, the thing in itself is a fiction. Nothing stands behind the phenomena. The phenomena, yun na yun. The whole package. No? Uh, it, I, I, if I can make myself more understandable, I cannot, if I have a human being in front of me, what if I tell the person, you know, I'm, you're in front of me, but you're not the real deal. <laughs> There's a there's a there's a you in it in yourself a thing in itself that I have no access to. Uh, unfortunately, we're still uh, uh, imprisoned by our senses. All I can see is is your appearance. For Heidegger, no, no, the appear the phenomenon. That's it. No? I, I'm not gonna look for a thing in itself behind, uh, standing behind the phenomenon. So the phenomenon of the human being in front of me, you know, everything, you know, and to some extent, Levinas did that, you know, the, the phenomenology of the face, you know, you know uh, yeah. like to give an example, love, you know, you say love, uh, psychologists will, will, will measure, you know, when you're in love, the palpitations of your heart, you know, your, your, your pupil will start to dilate, to, you know, to dilate, you know? Uh, noticeable changes in your in your body, you know? and but then you say, but it's it's more than that. No? From a Heideggerian perspective, no, that everything is included. Our sense experience, everything that we see, you know, the phenomenon, yen yen. No? I'm, I'm not gonna look for something for something else. But at the same time, Heidegger is also profoundly influenced by the pre-Socratics. Uh, particularly Heraclitus, and which I mentioned earlier, which is the constant play of concealment and unconcealment. Laging sabay na may nagtatago at may nagpapakita. And that's the reason why we, we never get enough of, of a painting, of a song, of a sculpture. You can stand before uh, whatever painting you like. You can stand before Michelangelo's David, and you will never exhaust it because it's constantly hiding something. And an old saying, ars is ars est celare artem. It is art to hide art. No? And that's a that's that's a characteristic of art. Something is hidden. Hindi binibigay lahat, no? May restraint yung yung artist, no? Because that's also how how nature is, how how beings are. You know? 
in, in the, during the pandemic, we were humbled by the pandemic. We thought we, we knew a lot of things. We thought we understand nature. And now, pinapahiya tayo ng nature. That no, there are things still hidden from us. No? And will always remain hidden. No? But it's precisely the hiddenness that makes revealing and concealing possible. No? May nagpapakita kasi may sabay na nagtatago. Sabay yan eh. Maybe you can say that that's the difference between pornography and, 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 and let's say art. No? Because pornography, in showing everything, it's not really showing anything. Right? It's not showing the phenomenon of the human being. Right? Whereas an art, let's even let's say a nude photograph, a nude painting, uh, you might say, what's the difference between that and 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 let's say uh, pornography? Well, because pornography doesn't know how to hide, no? or does not uh, does not allow the hiddenness to be hidden. No? Laging may nagtatago. No? Uh, so, laging may nauuna sa atin. No? So, so the...